peace is a big deal to God. Now, we talked about the peace plan in group time uh, last week, and I hope you tuned into that. And I hope as you're watching our gatherings on, on the Sunday mornings or whenever you happen to watch on demand, that you are following along with group material as well because it's a continuation. It built upon, built upon, built upon. But peace is a big deal to God. And so we're going to take more time to talk about it even today. There are over 400 references to peace found throughout Scripture. Over 400 references. Peace is a guiding theme from the Garden of Eden until the eschaton, or heaven. Eschaton sounds a lot better than just heaven. But anyway, Jesus is literally called the Prince of Peace. I think you know that. For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulders, and his name shall be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. Uh, I kind of like the way that my voice sounds echoing like that. But anyway, that's what it says in Isaiah. This title means this, that Jesus is the ruler and the purveyor of peace. Here in this beatitude that we're going to look at today, continuation, Jesus said, Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called the sons of God. What he's saying is this. We find the bliss of God when we do what Jesus does. Jesus brings peace. Now, we covered that last week, but I need to go deeper with that. The reality of our world is that there is no peace. Uh, we have witnessed one of the most disturbing displays of division and strife in the United States uh, that we've ever experienced in the last 100 years. We live in the reality of the conflict. No, the Civil War was the only thing that's more, been more devastating than the current events of our day. Our nation is in turmoil. So what I did, I decided, okay, I'm going to do a, a Google search. I'm going to find out, during my lifetime, since 1958, how many countries have been at war since 1958? How much conflict has there been in the world? And I thought, you know, I started making a list and maybe 15 or 20. This is what I found. There have been over 100 nations in the world involved in war since 1958. Over 100 nations. Most wars are fought over selfishness, racism, or grabbing of power. There's no peace for two main reasons. First of all, Satan. He's the biggest problem. He's the greater accuser. He's a dividing demon. His goal is to kill, steal, and destroy. He's the enemy of God. He's the antithesis of peace. And because we're an object of God's love, he attacks us and he creates conflict and brokenness. War is hell. And Satan is the prince of hell. Second reason. Sin. We're broken, selfish, rebellious sinners. All of us are. As it is written, there's no one righteous, not even one. There's no one who understands. There's no one who seeks God. That's Romans 3, 10 and 11. Sin is best described as the desire to be God. I want to do what I want to do. When I want to do it, I will be God. And the center of sin is I, S-I-N. So the center of sin is selfishness, is self. When self is first, then peace is lost. Hmm. The struggle with Satan and sin is, real, is reality 
is really over sovereignty. Who's in control? Is God in control? Is Satan in control? Or is I'm in control? Peace comes when sovereignty is settled and Jesus is Lord. And Jesus is Lord. Now, we travel through the Beatitudes, uh, starting with our spiritual poverty, to the center work of our need, a pure heart, and now we're doing the hard work of living a new life uh, based upon the promises and the life change of God. The attitude of Jesus becomes my attitude as he changes me and gives me a pure heart, free from the bondage of peacelessness. So let's lean in and see how God wants us to embrace the bliss by being a peacemaker. Father, thank you for what you're going to say to us as we look at your word again today. And I pray that you will enlighten my limited mind and open up our hearts to your truth. So thank you for speaking to us. Thank you for the faithfulness of people who continually lean in to become more like you. And we pray this in your name. Amen. So before I jump into this, I want to thank you for joining. You have a choice about what you, what content you observe, what, what you engage yourself in. And I pray, I pray for you. I hope this helps. I hope you're encouraged. I hope you're getting into groups. Thank you for your generosity. Keep doing those things. This is a real experience here in this online experience that we're developing because we love you. I'm your pastor, and I care for you, and I'm praying for you. I'm praying for you even now as you listen to this. So thank you for being engaged. Take those next steps. Maybe you need to be baptized. We can help you figure that out. Even if you live in Canada, we can chip out the ice and get you in the water. We can do whatever you need to do. So you just let us know how we can best help you. So let's jump into this. Here's the first thing about peace. <clears throat> I have to, you have to, we have to embrace peace. Literally hug it up close. Embrace peace. We address the great enemies of peace, of sin and Satan. So let's deal with sin. Let's deal with that first. Come, let us settle this, says the Lord. Though your sins are as scarlet, they will be as white as snow. They are crimson red, they would be like wool. That's Isaiah 118. There's no peace for the wicked, the Lord says in Isaiah 48, 22. The heart is more deceitful than anything else. It's incurable. Who can understand it? Jeremiah 17, 9. Peace comes when righteousness replaces sinfulness. Let me give you that again. Peace comes with God when his righteousness replaces our sinfulness. God's great love confronts our great sin, and that confrontation leads to peace as we respond by faith to God. Therefore, since we've been justified with, by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Break through the barrier of self-condemnation and accept the gift of God through Jesus Christ. Romans, uh, excuse me, Ephesians said this, But now in Christ Jesus, you who are far away have been brought near by the blood of Christ, for he is our peace. He made both groups, that's Jew and Gentiles, and tore down the dividing wall of hostility in his flesh. For God was pleased to have all his fullness dwell in him, and through him to reconcile everything to himself, whether things on earth or things in heaven, by making peace through his blood shed on the cross. That's Colossians 1. God sent the Prince of Peace to send the Spirit of Peace to give us the fruit of peace so we might live in the peace of God. Therefore, there is no, now, no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. God sent the Prince of Peace who sends the spirit of peace to give us the fruit of peace so that we might live in his peace. All for Jesus. Embrace it. Here's the second thing. Exemplify peace. 
Not just embrace it, but exemplify it. Show it in your life. Display peace with a steady heart. Don't be crazy. Don't be crazy. Don't pursue craziness. I will tell you a secret. Just because the internet, it's on the internet, don't mean it's true. Don't mean it's true. Racehorses are commonly high-strung and unsettled animals just because of their breeding. Trainers will often put a donkey in their stalls to help them be steady. It brings a presence for them that brings a peace. A steady presence of peace brings stability to a high-strung racehorse. Be that steady presence in the, in the lives of other people. Be a donkey in the stable. Bring peace to people. Don't be exciting or going down crazy trails. Exemplify peace. Okay, here's the newsflash. We're all going to die. Hello. We are. World's going to get worse. Hello. There are evil people in politics. No kidding. No kidding. There's people plotting diabolical things to destroy the world. Duh. Duh. Exemplify the peace of God. I'll tell you, all these things I described, God's in control. God's got this. The worst thing that can happen to a believer is that they die and go to heaven. They die and go to heaven. Heard a story once of an old man and an old woman got killed in a car accident. They went to heaven. They got to heaven. They started looking around, and it was pretty spectacular. And the old man then turned around and punched the old woman in the nose. She hit the ground. She's rubbing her nose. She, he goes, what in the world did you do that for? He said, woman, we'd have been here 10 years ago. We had to eat those dead gum brown brand muffins. Okay. Well, the, our ultimate goal is in heaven. Now, I'm not suggesting get your wife or eat brand muffins. Or, don't be crazy, okay? It's just a joke. Lighten up. But here's the truth. Exemplify peace with the promise of God. Yeah, you're going to die. Okay. As my dad said on his deathbed, Ain't nothing but a little dying, because we live with the Prince of Peace. So build bridges of reconciliation, not craziness. Everything is from God, who's reconciled us to himself through Christ, and he's given us the ministry of sharing conspiracy theories. What? Does it say that? No, it says a ministry of reconciliation. Reconciliation. So here's some thoughts. This is going to be a little tricky. Why don't you think the best about people is to the worst? Why don't you speak the best about people? My mama, bless her heart, she would never say anything bad about anybody ever. I mean, even the devil. She wouldn't talk bad about the devil. You'd say something about Satan, she goes, well, he has a pretty red suit. I mean, come on, mama, he's the devil. But that's the way my mama was. She thought the best and spoke the best. You know what happened when she got Alzheimer's? It flipped on her. It was so sad. My sweet mama became a very vile and negative person. I don't understand Alzheimer's. It breaks my heart. But could we be people that think the best and speak the best? Perhaps we can confront sin with truth with grace. Jesus confronted the woman at the well with her sinful lifestyle. He called her out. He said, go get your husband. She says, well, I got five, and the guy I'm living with now ain't my husband he knows that she knew everyone in town. Jesus didn't condemn her. He confronted her with the truth, then he extended his grace, which brought about her salvation. Oh. See, his condemnation was measured with his redemption and love. I'm supposed to be like Jesus. I'm supposed to really 
love people. I was playing golf not too terribly long ago with a good friend of mine, and uh, there was a group in front of us that were terribly slow, and they were terribly awful. They would hit a shot about 10 feet, and they would go hit it again 10 feet. I'll go hit it again. And we were behind and was like, ugh. And finally, my buddy had just lost patience. He wanted to drive up there and, and fuss at him and yell at him. I, I said to him, uncharacteristically of me, I said, just relax, man. It's just golf. It's a beautiful day. We'll get done when we get done. You know what? Jesus died for them, too. He laughed. He said, you know, I really didn't think about that. Even the people that drive me crazy have to realize that Jesus died for them, too. Hmm. That I'm going to not only embrace peace, I'm going to exemplify peace. Listen to this. Let love be without hypocrisy. Detest evil, cling to what is good. Love one another deeply as brothers and sisters. Take lead in honoring one another. I like what one translation says, take delight in honoring one another. Lose your attitude of pride, smug, self-promoting, arrogant, elite, entitled, and replace those attitudes with humility, gentleness, and grace. How do you do that? Jesus changes your attitudes. I give you a new commandment. Love one another just as I have loved you, so you also love one another. By this, everyone will know that you're my disciples if you love one another. Okay, that's John 13. So I'm to embrace, I'm to exemplify, and then I'm to express peace. Our goal that we should be known as a person of peace. Through our words and our response, we bring peace. That doesn't mean not confronting sin or standing for what's right. That doesn't mean that at all. But it means to promote reconciliation and peace. The early church lived under great persecution, and they responded with great compassion. They changed the culture with love, not insurrection. They changed the culture with love, not insurrection. They were known as children of God, influencing, loving, dignified the way of peace. In this world, we will have trouble, but Jesus has overcome the world. Hmm. I want to leave you with two thoughts in this brief talk on peace. Peace cannot come until righteousness prevails. And righteousness will not prevail until Jesus is Lord. And Jesus is Lord. Live in the bliss of God. Be a, pace me, be a pace, peacemaker, easy for me to say, be a peacemaker and be known as God's child. Offer Jesus. I hope this helps. Let's pray. Father, thank you for how compelling your word is over and over and over and over about how we're to be shifting in our attitudes towards the attitude of peace. And I pray, oh God, that we will not be the same, but we will be changed by you, the Prince of Peace. Father, I pray for those under the sound of my voice right now who've never trusted you as Lord, that they will whisper this prayer, Jesus, I'm yours, and find your peace to inhabit their hearts and their minds as they trust in you. I pray, Father, those who have been held captive by conspiracies will let those go by the wayside and hold on to you. Father, the world is not changed through insurrection. The world is changed by love. Let us be great lovers and peacemakers so we'll be known as your children. 
And we pray this in your name. Amen. So what's your next step? Is your next step to say, hey, I've trusted Christ. Hey, I want to be a part of this family called First Baptist. I'm going to take my next step and, and experience our, our next step classes, our connect, grow, serve, and share classes. Or am I going to start a group? What is your next step? Am I going to join God in our missionary expenditures into Latin America? Am I going to do that? Am I going to go help train pastors and equip churches and maybe care for the sick or assist the poor? What's your next step? Take it. Let's take it together. Email us. Let us know your need. Take your next step as we live all for Jesus. And remember this. I love you. Blessed are the peacemakers. So peace out.